Gender-sensitive communication is critical to achieving gender equality. Unfortunately, gender sensitivity has been played up as this challenging minefield. And you often hear sentiments like, we don't know what is safe to say anymore. Well, we're taking on gender-sensitive communication on this episode of the X and Y Convos. I am speaking with a communications guru, Yopu Wang Pam, who is a senior strategist at the Wikimedia Foundation. And she is passionate and dedicated to ensuring that communities across the world, especially women, are not denied their rights and privileges. So how do we navigate the complexities of culture, tradition, and the many layered semantics of language in a diverse society? Let's get into it. Okay. Hello, 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 Yob. I'm... You know, aside from knowing that you have a whole lot to share and you're this epitome of knowledge and wisdom, I really just love the way you sound. <laughs> I could listen to you. You could be saying absolutely nothing and I would listen to you all day. But thank you for being here in the studio with me today. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is an amazing introduction. <laughs> I tried. I've had a good one before, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for having me. It is, um, and you are an inspiration. So <laughs> being here with you for me is, is, is a high point in my day, in oh, the week, you. actually. This thank is a high you. point for me. Thank Thanks. you very much. Okay, to those who say women don't support women and all of those things that do not, you know, it, it kind of doesn't transfer. This is what it looks like, Okay in case you want to learn. But let's get into the thick of it today. Uh, and we're talking about um, gender-sensitive communication mm-hmm. and gender-sensitive language. And I am... Even I am at the point where I'm beginning to ask myself, look, how do we talk about this in a way that transfers? How do mm-hmm. we have this conversation without alienating the people listening to us? How... It has, it appears, or it is positioned to be this minefield, to be this, oh, you have to sidestep and cross-step and dodge here. It's almost like an episode of, you know, House of Horrors, where you go through that tunnel and, you know, and I'm just curious. First, what is, is there a concise definition for gender, gender-sensitive communication and why is it so challenging before we then get into how we can do it better? Right. Okay. <laughs> is that a lot? Yes, it is a lot. <laughs> to start off with, um, why is it such a minefield? Perhaps because of our language and culture. Oh. Um, if you think about the different languages yeah. in Nigeria, the over 100, 200 languages, um, and the the way that those languages form or the way that those languages refer to genders, yeah. they differ. Right. Um, in some languages, you have gender neutral, neutral terms. In some languages, you no. just don't. There's yeah. a clear differentiation. And often the language that you speak, you know, is, is a representation of your culture. Right. So where in some places you might say to some people, look, gender neutral, you know, the And in other places, you say gender neutral, and they're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? It doesn't translate. Right. (laughs) You know, so maybe that is one of those things. But also, sensitivities, I guess, just again, our environment. Um, The mix of 
ethnicities, cultural practice, religious, Mm. um, spiritual expectations, and Mm. our concept of morality. Right. Often when you're talking about gender, talking about women and equality, equity, you're stepping on those toes. You're hitting Mm. certain nerves um, and potentially hitting some, some experiences, which is... I guess why why that makes it such a minefield um, in the first place and and really a complex field Mm -hmm. to navigate. It takes a lot of time and experience and the willingness to fail, learn, and do it right, to to eventually be able to do it effectively, to target the right audience, speak their language, um, and communicate effectively what your message is. Hmm. Okay. That sounds like like seven steps you know (laughs) but i know that these are steps that are critical and i'm wondering because i think one of the very first questions somebody we are okay what do you mean by gender sensitive so one thing you want us to do this you want to do this do you want to change how we speak do we want to change our whole language around this issue so what is gender sensitive uh conversation i there's i have this tendency to always say for dummies but i know that again language in our in our context that sounds like your <laughs> that sounds like your but it's not like it's, a semi-insult <laughs> but yeah. it's not meant to be it's Mm-mm. supposed to be make it really really simple so that everybody can get it mm-hmm. so what is gender sensitive communications yeah. in simple terms i'll say it's kindness right that's what i'll call it mm. just that mm. it is Saying to yourself um, and saying to the audience that you're speaking with, Mm -hmm. I see you, I hear you, I respect you, and so I'm going to engage with you in a way that doesn't annoy you. That's just That's very simple. I mean, we can have a lot of technical terms to it, but in layman's terms, that's 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 just it. it. If it's... It does seem like... Conversation in the first place can only happen where I'm considerate of you, you're considerate of me, and we're both willing to listen to each other. Mm -hmm. So if it does appear so simple, why is it so challenging to do? Um, Even amongst groups who are gender aware, who are sort of advocates. I mean, we were both just talking about a book that we won't bring up (laughs) that was attempting to do something Nice, you know, but the language just kind of felt off. The subtext, of yeah, the, language, the subtext yeah. just kind of felt off. Why, why is, why is that? Hmm. Maybe because, and this is just me hypothesizing, because right. it, it might be a, a tough question to ask. And mm. you know, for those listening, I'm sure <laughs> we all have our opinions on yeah. this. But maybe it's just because, as human beings, we're not inclined. To be kind. We have to learn to be kind. Right. We're not inclined to be selfless. We have to learn to be selfless. Mm. Um, maybe that's why. I don't know. Okay. You know, it's a, it's a, and, and what, when it comes to gender, it feels as if that's like, okay, there's this big hurdle where everyone now is saying, in, and then when you layer that, the advocacy around gender equality or equity, wherever you are on that, you know, mm-hmm. spectrum, um, when it comes to that conversation, it feels like, look, this is too much. This is a little more than... And so it feels like, okay, I've heard you. 
we're going to try to make things equal. I mean, even in societies where there's some work being done around and you can see the work because it's one thing for work to have started like we have in our case and we have a lot of programs you know attempting to turn the tide Mm -hmm. but it's another thing in societies where the work is a little more obvious for instance um in the scandinavian countries where you have a lot more female representation and i remember the case of um i think it was the president of now i can't recall i don't think it was new zealand where she had a party with her friends. I mean, that's a society. That's a country right. that voted for her to be in that position. So one would say, what else do you want? Like, she's the president. That's like the height of it you can have. But even the entire media coverage around the issue was a lesson in how not to talk about gender equality or gender equality issues or how not to address how not to address certain issues because mm-hmm. of the gender coloration. Right. Yeah. So what makes gender itself so peculiar to deal with when it comes to communications and framing conversations? That's that's a tough one because are we thinking historical context or, or are we thinking, because it, it could be a number of things, no? Um, it, it, it just can be a mix of just how we are conditioned or have been conditioned as human beings um, and the way that different cultures have treated women to date. And we're waking up now and saying to society, hold on, Mm. you need to self-reflect. You need to check yourself before, check your biases, check check the ways that you're thinking on what has been ingrained in your thinking before you utter Mm. your words. And that's, that's a tough one, Mm. you know, and and you push, we've pushed ourselves to questions about, well, if I'm checking myself, are you checking Checking yourself? Which is what you hear in a lot of those conversations. Sometimes it's perhaps a bit of a pushback. So Mm. the response to a woman who has failed is that the same response to a man who has failed? Are we holding ourselves to the same moral standards or are we holding each other to different moral standards? Mm-hmm. Are there different moral standards for men? Are there different moral standards for women? So as we respond, are we checking that? It's a difficult thing to check. It really right. is difficult because we've, I mean, we've always held women to higher standards than mm-hmm. we've held men. Right. Um, or we've had more expectations of conformity, right. um, more expectations. Put women are put on a higher moral pedestal right. than men are. He, he's a man, so he was unfaithful. It's like, yeah, that's like normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a man. He failed. They yeah. do. He's trying, but do we say that for women? For women yeah. oh, it, it's it's not the knee jerk reaction. Right. It takes reflection. It takes mm. pause to say, hold on, before I step in and judge this woman before right. I step in and condemn this Damn. person yeah. for this reason, would I do this if it was a man? Mm. Chances are no, but, you know, yeah. something wrong has happened. It's like, how do you balance out if you think about it as, as, a, as media or as a, as a journalist or even as a human right. being? There's a question about how do you balance out between holding a person responsible or holding a person accountable for a failing who's a public figure 
mm. um, in a way that that doesn't demonstrate or doesn't put your own biases Bias into, yes. uh, into it. It's difficult. It's a tough balance, no? But yes, but we need to do it. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't. We do shouldn't it. do it. Yes, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that it, it is difficult because. It feels as if sometimes in the framing of conversations around gender equality, we make it sound like there's a tendency a little bit to sound like, come on, this is, this is, uh, and it makes it challenging. For instance, you've talked about history, you've talked about even our, our culturization and our nurture, um, given different context and how that impacts and how we communicate. Mm -hmm. I mean, a very good example is the idea of respect across the many ethnicities in Nigeria. Right. And that's a good example to help us know, look, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to kind of get to an homogeneous, this is the way to talk about it or this is the way to react about it. But how do we begin to mend the gap or mind the gap better? When it comes to gender sensitive conversation, you've, you've mentioned culture, you've mentioned language, and those are the best way I can describe it is institutions like the roots go deep. Yeah. The history of, for instance, the Yoruba language, if you're Yoruba or, mm -hmm. or, or if you're speaking full, full day, whatever language you're speaking, it's, it's not hip Gen Z language that we just, you know, it's <laughs> right. not, it's, so how do we then begin to, to begin to move those or how, how, I think it's the big question of how, how do we hold this, these conversations and hold them effectively? Yes. Contextualize. Right. Contextualize for your audience. Um, and I say that because. When we say culture, sometimes the, the assumption often is that culture, culture and traditions mm -hmm. are typically exclusionary. Mm -hmm. uh, culture and that they typically exclude, exclude women. Yes. But if you take a really good look mm -hmm. at many of our cultural practices across the country, yes. women are not typically excluded. Very often you will find that women, especially elderly women, Mm. are given very special positions um, in society, in cultural societies, mm. and in cultural practices. Mm. Um, where I come from, women are respected. Mm. Culturally, Culturally, women are meant to be respected in right. certain ways. Um, you might go to some parts of southern parts of Nigeria where you will find that women are expected to contribute to decision-making. Making, right. And the question you would ask yourself then is, how did that not translate, translate. Yes. into, you know, how we express ourselves Cells. today? Yes. I, it makes it difficult. But th this is where contextualization comes in. Right. So if you're speaking with, um, or if you target your message to a group of people within a culture that does uphold um, and respect women's voices yes. culturally and traditionally, yes. Yes. perhaps it's calling that out. Perhaps it's referencing that. To say, in our culture, this is, this is, you know, this these are the practices. Mm. Can we represent that? Or can we find a way to translate that respect into our modern society? Mm. And it's not modernizing it, but it's saying to ourselves, can we evolve our right. culture right. in a way that translates Aww. and maintains the principles 
and um, the sentiments that we had that don't exclude certain people right. from our society. Mm. You know, sometimes that, you know, perhaps if we begin to communicate that way, perhaps that's one way to address this thing. And I know that this, this conversation may sound like, okay, so I'm not a language professor. I did not study culture. Um, why, why should I be listening to this? Go talk to those people who are, who are responsible. Go, go talk to them. But I also know that culture is the people. Language is the minute there's a group of people who stop speaking a language that's it. That language is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we, it's yes about the institutions and the high level work that needs to be done. So I do want you to talk about the high level work that needs to be done, but also the low hanging fruits, the, mm-hmm. what can I do and what can you do, especially within context of like an organization, within context of planning interventions or planning programs and stuff like that. How can we begin to have better gender sensitive communications that mm. will work towards building that equitable society that we all know is necessary. Mm. I guess I then have a question because when we say gender sensitive communication, we can mean a lot of things. Mm. Are we are we saying um being kind in the way that we communicate right. to the people around us? Mm. Or are we saying making sure that the way we communicate does not exclude right. certain people mm. um, automatically. Um, is it about setting up systems and processes within our uh, organizations that ensure, or that ensure that you know women are effectively represented right. in all conversations, mm. um, and that whether it's women or youth, that, that there's there's a level playing ground right. um, for everyone. Is that what we're saying when we talk about um, gender-sensitive gender reporting? Or are we saying um, that we want to be able to speak with, speak with and connect with more women who typically don't listen to certain media or certain types of information because they don't think it's for them, right. who don't feel that they can access certain things because it doesn't typically speak to them? I guess that's... You know, for me, it's like, what are we saying when we talk about gender? Could, could we be saying, because I also know that these things are not standalone. They, mm-hmm. They're kind of infused a little bit together because when we're talking about conversations that open the door for engagement, it's important. But it's also infused within conversation that includes. Right. If we're going to have a conversation that includes, then it's got to be a conversation that opens the door for engagement for conversation that says i want to hear you i i want to listen to you so i feel like even though um again from a programmatic lens yes those are things you want to separate and pick apart but i think that from an action point Mm. some of these things are they're they're kind of interconnected right yes i do agree with you they they are very connected and i asked that question because for anyone who's listening to us, yes. those are the questions we need to ask ourselves. Absolutely. Constantly and keep um, at the back of our minds and maintain right. as what's driving, what is it that is driving my thinking as I'm prepping for this? Right. What is driving my thinking? What are the goals I'm trying to achieve in communicating, in speaking right. uh, with the women around me or in trying to get to them? So if, if I'm trying to reach um, women of a certain age, yeah. In a certain part of the country, right. have I 
spoken the language that they understand? Have I put out the communication in channels that they can easily access? Right. Have I done that effectively? If, if I want to communicate with um, typically men, for example, in yeah. northern Nigeria, you know, I can put that on a channel, BBC Hausa. I yeah. know that, you know, with the transistor, I would, I would be deliberate about picking that channel. Mm. So if you want to talk to women, do you do the same thing? Often, we're like, oh, that reaches northerners and we just pick that channel and we go with it. Right. But that's not how it works. Mm. You need to understand who you're talking yeah. to and make the effort to understand where they're coming from. That's where kindness comes. comes in, right. Sometimes, and that's also where checking our biases also comes. Right. Um, it might take a little effort, but the reason why it is taking a, let, a little effort is because our predecessors didn't do that work. Mm. And someone has to be the, the person who creates the path. Someone has to help us see that that route. Right. Someone has done the research and told us how best to communicate <laughs> with the men in our society. Yes. Can someone please take do the, the time, work. do the work and do the research to tell us how best to communicate with the women? In you know, society, it, yes. it's going to take some work. Like I said, it's not our knee-jerk reaction. It's mm. not our knee-jerk response mm. in gender-sensitive uh, reporting, but it's constantly keeping this in mind that we don't have enough data to tell us how best to communicate mm. and we have to do the work. Right. That's so important. Um, to wrap up, <laughs> they've been telling me to wrap up for a while. Oh. I've just been kind of ignoring <laughs> and pretending like the lights can't let me see them. Uh, but I think to wrap up, I, mm. I want to turn kind of like turn that light inward mm. to those of us who are vocal about this, who are saying, hey, we need to do this work. What kind of sensitivities do we ourselves need to have around how we communicate about these demands? And I know, I know, don't, don't crucify me. <laughs> I am not blaming the victim. That's not what I'm saying. But, right. but the question is, it feels as if we're, I mean, there's a book that says men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and sometimes it does feel that way. Mm -hmm. um, so if we think that it is important that they get what we're saying, what kind of things do we have to be aware of even in our own framing of these issues of gender equality right okay front load our context say that again <laughs> <laughs> we need to front load our context okay. um and this pulls me back to a conversation we were having earlier about you know how do we communicate more effectively it's there are different conversations happening mm. at different times. Mm. And because all of that comes into this shared space and everyone is consuming it, we now have this convoluted conversation of women, gender, mm. feminism, right. equality and equity. Mm. And they all speak to different issues yes. and different pain points right. for different groups and different women communities right. on different continents and in different contexts. So if I want to make sure that my agitation is heard. If I want to make sure that my voice is heard mm. and that the convolution, it doesn't get drowned in, in that convolution, yes. I will front load my context. I will say to you, I am a Birom woman <laughs> who lives in Abuja. I am educated. Mm. These are my challenges. Right. I am a Southern woman. I am an Eastern woman, mm. educated, right. living this way, mm. doing this. 
This is my context. Mm. This is my environmental and social reality. Right. And for this reason, these are my pain points. And this is what I need you to see. This is what I need you to appreciate and understand. Right. So, hey, you doing that research. Hey, you trying to understand my context. Here it is. Here it is. This, yes. is, this is my context. And if any other conversation comes into it, you reframe, you re- re-reference rather, mm. you re-reference your context and you mm. say, that is the context that is not mine. Please oh. do not bring it into my conversation. That is a different right. context. I respect their agitations, but for me, this I'm not there yet. This is me. me. This is where I am. Yes. If you're going to be kind to me, if we're going to all live in a society that respects us, this is... This you is, know, this let's front load our context. Thank you. That that sounds that really kind of answers the question of what do you want. You know, like this one says that that one says that. What do you guys really want? Yeah, and I'm going to that's quotable quote, guys. That's like let's put that on a on a placard and take it everywhere. Front load your context. Um, help people to understand that it's not all black. It's not all white. There are going to be shades in between. And each of those shades are important, but this is my shade. Yes. This is why I'm asking for this. This is this is why I stand in these issues. And this is why I'm standing here on these issues. Thank you so very much for taking the time to talk to us. We may stop the recording, but I'm going to have to ask you to keep talking so I can enjoy <laughs> listening to you more. But thank you so no very problem. much. Thank, thank you. you. No, thank you for having me. This has been a really exciting conversation. I would have wanted to give this analogy about, you know, why front loading the context Please is important so. um, and hopefully help us as we're watching and listening to think a little less about stereotyping. Because if if I say gender equality and I front load my context, or if someone speaks up and says I'm advocating for women, right. then we then just stereotype all women because of that. It, I mean, think about it. If as a Nigerian, yeah. <laughs> um, there are a lot of issues. Yes. And uh, remember the 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 guy in the UK who <laughs> because of him, yes. this, right? He wasn't speaking for all Nigerians now, was he? He wasn't. But then action was. You know, that let that translated to some actions that were taken. Of course, that's, yes. you know, how things went are debatable. And, you know, there's a lot around that. But that I speak from my perspective yes. does not mean that I speak for all. Oh, yes. That I push or advocate for you to respect me um, in my own way doesn't mean that I speak for all. Everybody. So if I come to you with what's my thinking, right. please don't come at me with the rest of the female race. Because I, I'm not speaking for them. Right. You know, if you do not, if, if you think that one person's point of view does not represent the point of view of the Everybody. entire population, let us please not do that. Right. It's, it's just, you know, so if, if people, I, I hear these conversations often, and this is the reason why things get convoluted. Uh, convoluted. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at her. She did this. She did that. I thought they were fight. Who's there? <laughs> Good question. I thought they were, who's they? they when you right. say they, who? Mm. You know, it, it's, it, it comes back to checking yourself, checking yeah. ourselves again um, as we're doing this. Yeah. So if, if you find a woman out there who's saying, here are my pain points, here are my issues, listen to, listen to her. Right. Respond to her context as she has front-loaded it. Please don't bring in issues that are not her problem at that right. point in time. Right. Please don't bring in issues that are not for her to change. Often I hear 
some of the pushback. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, do you expect her to go in and change the entire policy? She's not the government. There's no She's government not. of women. <laughs> None. <laughs> There's no government of women across right. the world. Right. So when you say they, who are you referring to? Mm. If a person says these are the challenges in kindness and as a human being, respond That's to that matter. person based on the issues on the table. Yeah. Otherwise... We're not educated. We're not critical thinkers. Mm. And we'll never solve the problem. Right. And we'll never have, a, 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 I don't know, a truly honest conversation. Mm. And, and those, are, those are the spaces often that are missing. Right. Um, and I hear women advocating and I hear women pushing and, I'm, and I hear the responses. And sometimes it's like, oh, but goodness me. Goodness me. It's, it's not all <laughs> about that. Yes. You know, you're missing the, the point. point. Yeah. Half the time. It's... it's yeah, but yeah. I, I think this this is useful. This is instructive. If you because I I do get that as well. But I don't treat my mom like that. So why are you talking to me about this? This mm-hmm. is this is not me. And I'm like, okay, so but the person you're dealing with is not your mom. So if this person says, especially you know, I understand the um big context of what countries can do of what institutions can do and there is a place for that and it's important for that but when it comes especially you know like i was saying that you know there's the everybody there's the broader context of laws and policies but there's the individual where you have control within your sphere of influence right and then someone in that space living operating learning in that space says you know what this space feels to me like this mm. because this is the way I am. Then don't, don't, like you said, who is they? <laughs> <laughs> so right after front load your context, I'm going to put on that, you know, t-shirt I'm designing. Who is they? Like, who is they? Who's they? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank this you. has been fun. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for the data fight podcasts and the work that you do. You. It's amazing. Thank you for giving us, some of us, the space, pulling us out of our shells um, and having this conversation with you. I'm, Thank I'm, you so I'm, much. I'm glad you were able to come. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank All you. right. <laughs>